So what I learned from watching this episode is I really need to stop grooving to the music of Mexican singers who sing in Spanish and also mariachi bands because yeah, what the fuck they say. <laughs> when you go back and look at the lyrics of these motherfuckers you find out they're saying the darkest shit in the fucking world there was a Mexican there was a song once by a Mexican R&B singer that I was listening to and I just thought it was like one of the greatest love songs in the world it was so fucking smooth and he was so smooth and all that kind of stuff and then i i read the lyrics you never read the lyrics it's like reading the comments when it comes to spanish music if you don't know spanish you never read the fucking lyrics but he was talking about how he was going to pop out the eyeballs of the people who stood in between him and his love okay and may their blood rain down as they kiss in the rain okay the song that they opened up this episode of Breaking Bad with was a bop. It was. Until the point where you realize they say the cartel's coming after this white boy. He's dead. He just don't know it yet. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to murder him to death. He just don't know it yet. The cartel's about respect and they ain't forgiven, but that homie's dead. He just doesn't know it yet. Thug life. Welcome to blood, meth, and tears. <laughs> that's Scar. That's Brandon. And I'm Derek. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm in my house with no wife and a dog and relaxing. It's been a while. Since your wife hasn't been there? Yeah. I feel like she goes on like like her work takes her places like no, a couple times like every couple months or every couple weeks. No, but we're going to Denver for her job together. At the for end real? Of the month. Yeah. The day after you my should, birthday. You should just come to California. Smoke trees every day. Yay, 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 yay. Her, the government's having some type of uh, convention or something at the Gaylord in Denver. So she said, we should go together. So we're going to go. But I'm a little worried because I haven't had anybody watching my dog. Oh, no, that's right. No, my mom, I'm so paranoid by having people watch my dog that we bought a flight for my mom to come stay here from Baltimore to Texas to watch my dog for three days while we're gone. That's, that's, that's love. That's love. Love for your dog. And she had vacation time, so she basically made a vacation out of it. So she's going to stay seven days, but she came early to watch seven the dog while we're gone. Days. See, now this nigga Rashana got me drunk. But I got to go back home in September for a wedding with Brandy, and my mom can't come. So I'm going to have to have somebody watch my dog. And I ain't meet no friends here yet. So I'll fly out if you fly me in. <laughs> I got to fly you in, too? You got to fly me in. Now that I know it's on the table. <laughs> Rashana trying to get flued out. I'm trying to get flued in.
<laughs> I'm like Snoop Dogg right now. I flewed up. You flew me in. I am. I do have trips to go see all my people in 2024. You, so you, I'm fly, coming to, you, you I'm coming out. to Northern California. I'm coming yeah. to. I'm coming to. Yes, I am. I I'm coming to Northern California. You fly me into Texas, and I will make coffee, homemade dog food with like sous vide chicken and carrots and we all that kind of that. stuff. We already do that. She she hip. Well, fine. She's I'm coming to San Francisco though. I don't know about Sacramento. We're gonna have to meet. So you're coming out to see all your friends, but you coming to San Francisco. What friends you got in San Francisco? That's like a 45-minute drive for you. It is not a 45-minute drive. What is it, an hour? Two. It is not. It's two hours? Traffic, bro. Oh, then maybe I'll come to Sacramento then. Traffic is bad. But I'm not trying to go two hours. But did you ever talk to your cousin about getting us free tickets to go to the band battle? (laughs) Oh, I forgot. Oh, shit. I forgot. That's next month. Yes. I forgot. I didn't even tell Brandy about it. <laughs> I totally forgot about that shit. I'm glad you reminded me. Well, we were going to wait until, what, they, they announced it. They started announcing it in the one that we were talking about in Alabama. They started announcing it in, what, Scar, September, and then it's in January? Um, It's usually around October-ish, October, November-ish, when they start talking about that one. When they start talking about October 18th. So hopefully I won't still be moving when that shit starts. So while this nigga is being sung about. Hold on. One more thing before we start. Okay. Y'all did not tell me that this fucking show was a comedy. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't figure that out. uh, Like half of the episode. I mean, I don't know how you didn't figure that out because the nigga's literally the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Everything in this fucking episode and the next episode was funny as shit to me. I was just laughing. Oh, yeah. Better Call Saul was a straight comedy. Yes, absolutely. I thought this was like some serious drama, prestige TV. Oh, no. And I laughed throughout every episode. But I mean, at the same time, you laugh through episodes of The Wire as well. There are moments of levity. Really? Yeah, the Wire is more moments. This is like funny. Really? Yes. We laughed through The Wire. You didn't I even laugh watch parts the of The Wire. Yeah. But I didn't laugh through The Wire. Yeah. Through The Wire. The <laughs> That's how Kanye sounds, talking with his mouth slowed up. Did I tell you about when my nigga got drunk and told told a, a guy that he wanted to bare-knuckle box him? What? He wanted to box him. That's how it happened. That's how it started off. He got hella drunk off uh, Still Reserve and told this other dude that he wanted to box. We were downstairs in the dude's house in his basement on a linoleum floor. He tells the dude he wants to box. This dude is actually Golden Gloves. Oh, no. Oh, no. The dude is like, hey, man, I can't box you. I only got one pair of boxing gloves. My nigga's like, it's no problem. We can each put on one boxing glove, and we'll have one hand with a glove and one hand without. 
Then my nigga choose to put the boxing glove. The guy says, all right, cool. Since you ain't boxed before like that, I'll give you the choice of which glove you want. My nigga takes the right hand glove. He gets one or two shots in with that gloved right hand. And then the other dude gives him a solid uppercut to the chin. And then follows it up with the right hook to the jaw. Barehanded. Bare, bare knuckle. We thought that nigga was dead. We were looking for ways to climb out of windows in a basement so then nobody would see us. You don't, we, you don't, you don't want it with a, somebody that's an actual trained boxer, dog. With no gloves. The only way we woke this nigga up, when I say he was knocked out, he pissed himself. The only way we were able to get this nigga up was we took some insanity sauce. Dave's insanity sauce literally saved our lives. We rubbed it on that nigga's teeth. Wow. What's insanity sauce? Hot sauce? Really, yeah. really, really hot sauce. We I rubbed it on that nigga's wrong. teeth. Now, we found out later on that this nigga's jaw was so dislocated that he had to have his mouth wired shut for like six months. So we're rubbing hot sauce on this nigga's dislocated jaw. I don't know which one woke him up faster. Bare knuckle boxing is for the birds. So there's a kid in Walter's class who got a 58 on one of his tests. And he's like, if if you don't give me two extra points, I, I won't pass your class. And I tried so hard. I stayed up late and I studied and I really thought about this. And Walt's just looking at him. And then by this point in time, Brandon, I hope you can see when he decides to be Heisenberg and when he decides to act like Walt, like he's literally Heisenberg more than he's Walt at this point. Not this episode, though. Mm-hmm. He is. And he tells the kid, don't bullshit a bullshitter. And the kid's like, what? And Walt's like, the answer's no. Then he gets the cell phone from out the ceiling and he tries to call Jesse, but Jesse ain't answering because Jesse's still fucking traumatized from the woman getting mad or being called a skank over and over again by her punk ass husband and dropping an ATM on his head. So he's not answering his door or answering his phone. This nigga Walt, part one of him being a punk ass. When you said uh, that he reminded you of fucking Stringer Bell a few episodes back, and I was like, just you wait. Him getting on the voicemail of Jesse and saying, you know what? That whole thing we talked about, about you getting, you know, taking care of that problem. I didn't mean it. I was just playing. Don't kill anybody. Them's jokes, man. Them's jokes. Them's jokes. I know I, I sent you out there. Him, he just wanted him to like put some fear in their heart. I, I know. Want him to kill him. I know. I know. This nigga said, "Do what Tuco would have done." Tuco would have fucked him up. They wouldn't have killed him. Tuco had a fucking AK forty-seven shooting a cow. AK forty-seven. Tuco beat the shit out of Jesse. He didn't kill him the first time. Tuco was going to kill him. Tuco was going to kill him the second time. The first time, he just wanted his drugs. 
The first time was a robbery. The second time would have been a murder. Yes. <laughs> Real talk. He would have literally murdered him had he not thrown pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard somebody literally call that out like it's a fight move. Pakistan. <laughs> oh shit. But if he hadn't thrown pocket sand in his face and they hit him with a rock, he would have been dead. Walt goes to Jesse's house and starts banging on the door. And Jane, who we're gonna call Jessica Jones going forward. Uh, but Jane comes out of her apartment and she's like, what the fuck are you? What, what do you want? Dude, he's not answering. And Walt's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm the apartment manager. And he's like, oh, oh, well, great then. Like He's treating her like shit without even knowing until he finds out that she's somebody who could possibly help him out. And he's like, oh, oh, great, great, great. Um, my son. <laughs> my son has... I need to I need to access my son. <laughs> like, like his whole voice is air quotes. My son won't answer his door. Can you let me in? And she's like, is he here? And she, I, 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 yeah, I think he is. Well, if he's not answering the doors for a reason, well, can you still let me in though? I mean, you know, I'm just playing. Unless you're gonna do it, like Walt is very charismatic. Get the fuck out of my face. He's very charismatic. Walt is on the edge of cussing out every person he deals with every single time we see him. He's got charisma. She refused to let him use the master key, but Jesse finally opens the door, and so Walt goes in. And inside, it's nasty. Jesse's been going through it bad. Got the bong out. He ain't got the meth out, but he's got the bong out. You got no furniture. No furniture still. Not a drop. And Jesse tells him about what happened with Spooge in the ATM machine. And he's like, there was so much blood, dog. You wouldn't even believe it. Because Walter's like, did you take care of the situation? Did you take care of it? And Jesse's like, yeah, man, there was so much blood. And then Walt finds out that Jesse didn't actually kill him. And loses respect for him all over again. He's like, well, you know, did you take care of his wife? And Jesse's like, she was so zooted out of her head, dog. She would not even recognize me. I'm going back to bed. Fuck you, bro. Badger calls and leaves a voicemail that tells Jesse that he sold his allotment of drugs and is ready to do more business. Like, it's bad. Badger leaves bad coding. But Jesse's like, Walt, can you go make the next pickup? Because I, I can't do it. I, I don't have the I don't have the energy right now. My spoons are low. And this was the best thing ever for Walt. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't want to do it, what he got out of this situation was everything that he wanted. Mm-hmm. It's like when you don't want to go to your grandma's house, but you go there and while you're there, somebody's like, you know what? 
I just wanted to tell you that you you're doing such an amazing job, and they just pump your head up so much that you come out floating. You didn't even mean to go in there, but you come out on a whole nother level. No, as a fat dude, I would be like, you don't want really want to go to your grandma's house, but you go there, and she had made some sweet potato pies the day before, and you're like, oh shit, Granny. Nah, it's like getting that surprise haircut, and you come out with that new haircut swag. What's a surprise haircut? I don't know. But something at least you having that nigga, you know what that new haircut swag is like. So just imagine getting that as a surprise, because that's how Walt really came out of the situation dealing with Jesse's three fuck up friends. Walt did a good job motivating Jesse. He called this nigga a puffer fish. (laughs) If you aren't insulted, that's how I know Jesse's stupid, because Jesse wasn't smart enough to be insulted by that shit. Puffer fish are dangerous. What are you talking about? They will kill a person. Yep, you eat the wrong part. If you eat it, once it's oh. dead, it's dangerous. This nigga literally told Jesse, you are small and harmless, but when you get scared, you could puff up and become dangerous. What are you? A puffer fish. What are you? A puffer fish. Put your hand in and give me a woe Bundy. Show some respect <laughs> to Walt's motivation skills. Whatever. It worked. It did not. Jesse's it, just stupid. It absolutely worked, but that's because Jesse is stupid. So Hank got promoted to go to Santa Fe, and they're talking about how oh, they're, you know, they're fucking hicks out there and blah, blah, blah. Turns out I was right. And Hank is just a racist, nasty, stupid piece of shit. Yes. And so when he goes somewhere where he's not the big fish, he gets exposed for being a stupid, racist, stupid piece of shit. That doesn't speak Spanish. That does not speak Spanish. He got promoted because he killed somebody. He got promoted because he killed somebody for showing up at the, he was at the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. No, he was at the wrong place, but it must have been the right time. Sorry. And he got promoted for that. That's literally how you get promoted there. So he goes out to this other place and he meets another white guy who, for all intents and purposes, probably is the Hank of that office. And the dude immediately throws a uh, necklace to Hank and Hank's like, yo, why you got that on your desk? And the dude's like, have you ever read Sun Tzu? And Hank's like, duh. Hank Hank started doing a a Speedy Gonzalez racist type of accent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like he saw when he was growing up. Mm -hmm. And the dude's looking at him like, shut the fuck up. Nigga turned into Slowpoke. He was like, if you want to beat your enemy, you must know your enemy. And then everybody comes out and starts speaking to the dude in Spanish. And they try and speak to Hank in Spanish. And Hank is like, uh, mama say, mama sa, mama musa. Hank is so out of his element that it's ridiculous. I would have gone home right then. The way they were looking at Hank from that very first moment was like, 
this is who they sent us? Yep. On top of all that, as soon as they realized he couldn't speak Spanish, they started talking shit about him right in front of him in Spanish. And the only thing this nigga could say is, hey, can we start using English, guys? Hey, no, I mean, fuck you. I mean, they, they basically was just like, this fucking guy over this here. This fucking guy over here. You see this, this fucking, fucking guy? This fucking guy over here. Hey, hey, guys, can we start speaking some English, please? We're in America. Can what we do fuck that? Don't you know Spanish, my guy? Uh, t- we're in America. You, but you work near the border. We're in America. If I wanted to speak Spanish, I go to Spain. And you work for DEA, dealing with people connected to the cartels. Maybe you and, should learn how to speak Spanish, there, buddy. And that's the point where Hank would have tried to make a joke. I work for D's nuts. <laughs> no, really, speak English. How the fuck is your best friend, your partner, Spanish, and you ain't never learned a lick of it? I have paid no attention. I have paid no attention. Yeah, his homeboy. All you do is give Gomi racist ass lines. You racist as shit to your own homeboy. You ain't learning nothing. You go down here and you get played like a sucker. Straight sucker. So, <laughs> Brandy, you ain't got nothing to say about that shit. That shit was the funniest part to me. Them niggas standing right behind that nigga reminded me so much of my brother and myself, and I am not proud of this in the least, but it reminded me of it. My brother had a beautiful girlfriend when I was like 17, and she was completely deaf. So when he wanted to talk about other girls or tell me to go get another girl's number for him, we'd stand behind her and walk behind her and talk. And she couldn't hear. That's the same thing they did to Hank. Yeah, but Hank was smart enough not to get blown up. No, he wasn't. Well, Hank got sickened out. So let's just fuck all the rest of this stuff. So Walt finds out that these niggas really think that Jesse killed Spooge with the ATM. And the word is on the street. But you didn't hear from me. You didn't hear from them. But they think Jesse killed Spooge. And is it true? And Walt doesn't say. Walt says, you didn't hear that from no, the thing the thing was when when Skinny Pete was just like, "Yo, normally I gotta chase people down, but ever since that shit happened, people they, been running up to me, giving making sure I got my money." You know, this whole episode made me think that the whole meth game in New Mexico is full of really stupid people. Skinny Pete is stupid. Badger stupid. Combo stupid. All their clientele is stupid. Combo, Jesse combo is does. stupid. Hank is stupid. The only smart person is Walt and Skyler. But, yeah, but if you sell but, drugs, you either have to be really stupid or really smart. No one in the middle sells drugs. Right? <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> but, but if it wasn't for Skinny Pete and if it wasn't for Badger, this show wouldn't be what it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll get to that next episode. Yes. But, yeah, Skylar goes back to her old job, and uh, the secretary there is gatekeeping, and Skylar's like, you know what? I'm going to just go straight over there and talk to the boss, and it turns out the boss ain't the boss anymore. The boss is Ted. The boss's son. Yeah. 
The son of the company's owner. The boss harassed Skyler, or the boss's son harassed Skyler. The boss's son. The boss's son, Ted. Oh, Ted yeah. harassed Skyler the first yes. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Harassed. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't know that harass is two words. Mm-hmm. He slapped her in <laughs> hand when she put it on his knee. Harassed. Mm-hmm. So they exchange pleasantries about their kids and all that kind of shit. And she says that she's interested in just a data entry job. And Ted looks her up and down. It's like, ooh, you pregnant, pregnant. That means I ain't got to pull out. Yo, how would you like your old job back? Not me. Not me. Know what I'm saying? Pussy get juicy when it's pregnant. Pregnant pussy probably feel like watermelons. <laughs> Pregnant pussy is the best. Oh, shit. It's the absolute best. He was like, so I'm going to give you your job back, even though you didn't ask for that job, but I'm going to give you that job, and then you're going to give me a job later. Wait, did you say I harassed you? So she goes home. Walter goes to Jesse's house, and he's like, hey, everybody out there thinks you killed Spooge. So here's what we're going to do. Walt literally pulls a Drake. Because this nigga goes from zero to 100 real quick. Yep. Hey, so check this out, nigga. Three people who are dumb as shit all told me that they think you killed Spooge. And people who came up to them who were also stupid came up and paid them on time because they think you killed Spooge. So we should go into other people's neighborhoods with those said three dumb people and take over blocks. I told you he stringed a bell. We gonna take over their blocks, and Jesse, to his credit, literally hits this nigga off with the. He hit him off with the Ricky Waters, my nigga. He was like, "With who? With what? <laughs> like, you want me to go over the middle to these other niggas' blocks, hoping they're scared of me because of something I didn't even do? I barely know how to open up a gun to put in bullets." That's when Walter gives him the puffer fish analogy. Because Jesse is very legitimately worried about other crews being unhappy with their terpene challenge. Walter's like, well, we have the product. Jesse's like, I don't give a fuck. You're a puffer fish. You're small and you're weak, but you're, you're able to puff yourself out to appear more dangerous than you actually are. And Walt probably would have said something else, but he starts having a fucking coughing fit. Anyhow, we go to a hotel. Back to the hotel. It's one of the best rap songs a white person ever made. Brandon, what you know about Back to the Hotel? Is that uh, Rex in effect? That's what you sound like you were singing. Nah, that's in too deep. I saw you were singing Rump Shaker. That is how Rump Shaker starts. They probably took it from one of them, probably took it from the other. No. That sample's from Shaft in Africa, but... Yeah, they probably... One of them probably took it from Shaft, and then the other one took it from the first one who took it. Definitely Rump Shaker. That's back to the hotel. All I want to do is rumor zoom, 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 nigga, boom, boom. So you really don't know In Too Deep's Back to the Hotel? No, I know Rump Shaker, though. 
That song, Shaft in Africa, was sampled in 81 songs. Well, I believe it. The shit is fucking legendary. But still, you don't know this one, Brandon. It's two white boys. They might be Mexican. I think they're white, but two white boys rapping about taking girls back to the hotel. That song is hard. Then white boys, is, you know, they had a hit. But they're back to the hotel in Breaking Bad where the DEA agents who actually know how to do their job are talking to an informant named Tortuga, who's played by fucking Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo literally has a Sky Mall magazine. If you don't know what a Sky Mall magazine is, that's because you have not dug into the little thing on the back of the seats on an airplane. They are also on trains. Sky Mall magazines have those things that you really don't want, but you're stuck on a plane. And the more you look at it, the more you're like, that's kind of dope. And so Tortuga's sitting there page by page you know what i want i want three of these chairs to massage your feet and i want this statue that looks like a tortoise because that shit's funny and i want this and i want this and everybody's sitting there listening the dude who uh gay who told hank about the art of war is literally taking notes and talking with tortuga i don't know why the fuck hank is there but hank gets real mad that ain't nobody uh a little less conversation, a little more reaction. And so Hank literally turns back into himself like that's going to get people on his fucking side. But here's the thing. Hank is right. He might be right, but you know He's what? Right. He's just like, yo, dog, this dude is just stringing us along. Like, what the fuck? But you know what? He literally goes about it the wrong fucking way. Absolutely. But he's right. Y tiempo federal. Dame el libro ahí. Dame el libro. Hello. The Sky Mall. Give me the Sky Mall, would you? Right there. Right there. Right here. Item SS4G. Yankee Stadium final season commemorative baseball. Hand signed by Derek Jeter. Thank you. Write this down. Oh, man, watch out. 66100ZBG. Large size floor runner. Look at that. Uh, it's a rug you put on the floor. Except for it looks like a $100 bill. 
I love them. Get me 20 of them. I'm going to put them all over my casa. We'll get you three. Hey, you give me 10. Five. You must have pagar taxes. Hey, how about you stop jerking us off here? <laughs> Where's the meat? When's it going down? White boy don't like, let's make a deal, huh? White boy's gonna kick your ass, you don't stop wasting his time. Schrader. Hey, white boy. My name's Tortuga. You know what that means? If I'd have to guess, I'd say that's uh, Spanish for asshole. Ooh! I mean turtle. That's me. I take my time, but I always win. So Hank looks like an asshole all over again. Yep. I had the, I had the wrong sample anyway. That wasn't shafted Africa for the bump shaker. You might be right about him being right about, you know, getting fed up. He might have been wasting his time. But you know what? It ain't your job to say it. It's not your operation. True. Fall in line, my nigga. You because if Gomi had said something like that during one of Hank's operations, Hank, no, let's put it like this. Gomi would have gotten a pass because Gomi's just homie. But if some random new booty had shown up from the police department, Hank would have probably been like, shut the fuck up. I was very confused. Was this the guy whose head was on the turtle? Yep, Tortuga. Yep. Got, got caught with the snitch. So, he just called himself the turtle. Remember, his head was on a turtle. Mm-hmm. Skylar tells Marie about the new job, and Marie's like, ain't Ted the dude that got grabby with you at the company party? And Skylar's like, yeah, but Ted's married with children, so that won't happen again. And the next time that she sees Ted, she finds out, oh, yeah, me and my wife broke up. Allegedly. So the next morning, used to be an accountant, and she quit to be a housewife to a teacher. She quit because she got pregnant, and he harassed her. No, she said she had worked there in four years. Yeah, she got pregnant. She's six months pregnant. <laughs> I thought she had left because of. Well, yeah, you're probably right. I thought it was because of Flynn. No, because it's got to be like 15. Is a teenager. Yeah, no, she just left after the harassment thing. Yeah, so she, she, but no, she, what was that? What she was, was that what they were trying to allude to? That's why she left. That's what Marie was alluding to. And she might be the worst, but she's very protective of her sister when she's not the one fucking her over. But, the next morning, Skylar's dressed to impress. And Walt's concerned because uh, she told him that he left the company because of the welding fumes, not because of the harassment. She's like, you know, they, they've gone green now. They don't use the welding fumes anymore. They've gone green and it's going to be okay. And he's like, you're dressed nicely. It's a Saturday. Isn't there a casual Saturday? <laughs> She's right. Like, before that, Walt Jr. says, he knows anything different about mom? And he goes, what are you going to, a funeral? I mean, what else are you going to say? 
far more frequently you're wearing perfume. Exactly. You go to a funeral. <laughs> this nigga Ted, bro. And with it say no special place to go. But Jesse is sitting outside with Jane, and Jane shows Jesse that she does art for tattoos. She's a tattoo artist. He's a drawer. And she's he's like, you work for a tattoo shop, but you had no tattoos. And she's like, yeah, that's too big of a commitment. Meanwhile, while they're talking, you know, having their moment, because he's talking about how I used to be a drawer, too. A you guy. Tattoos? No. Too big of a commitment? No, I just need to gain or lose more weight. I'm a fat nigga and I got two. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. Also, all these shows kept making it seem like white people wouldn't want to do my tattoo because I got dark skin. True. That's not true. <laughs> well, you watch enough Ink Master and you hear all these people say, I got the dark canvas. I can't do no tattoo on a dark canvas. Or I got the old canvas. They skin is wrinkly and it breaks. Yeah, I got you watch when, the NBA. Black people don't get tattoos. When that I watched, when my when I was in high school, one of my classmates got a Superman tattoo, and he was a white dude, and that shit looked pastel as a motherfucker on his skin. That's what he gets. My Superman Adventures, everybody should go watch it. It's amazing. It's really good. The one on uh, Adult Swim? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I enjoy it. No idea what you're talking about. It's a new Superman cartoon on Adult Swim. It's more of a anime. Two things I don't. Also, Scar, you have Roku, right? Mm-hmm. Did you finally sign up for my Voodoo? Yeah, I watched you do several times. I just want to make sure because it popped up yesterday or the day before with a notification. I was like, that had to have been Scar. Finally, yeah, I was looking. I was looking for something and you didn't have it. What was what was it? Uh, Kingsman Golden Circle, I think. Oh yeah, I didn't buy the newer one, and I didn't buy the Kingsman either. I thought the middle one. I thought it was mid, and the last one. I thought it was stupid. I I never watched the Kingsman. It's on Max. It's the only one that's on Max now. That's the reason why I went to Voodoo to look for it. Because, um, because the, the the other two are not on Max anymore. Okay. Well, in that case, give me, after we finish this, give me like an hour. I'll buy them. Because no, no, it's no. always on sale for like three uh, bucks. No, I already, uh, I already rented it that day. Or I was going to say, uh, Chase probably has it on his thing. What movie are you talking about? Show. I had already I had already rented the movie, so it's it's done already. The Kingsman Part Two, the Golden I almost, Circle. I almost um, I almost logged into the Voodoo to introduce my lady to Orphan Black. It's there because you can't get it. You can't get it nowhere except for if you have the AMC app these days. Yep, these you can't even, days you can't, <laughs> you can't even buy the shit in most places. These days you gotta be strapped. I know I already know and ain't nobody got my back. Okay, so the guy, random guy on a motorcycle, drives up and just happens 
to pass by Jesse's apartment while Jesse just happens to be out front sitting with Jane and he just happens to be at a red light and he just happens to look over and recognize this nigga off rip and he's like, hey, you're Pinkman. You're Pinkman, man. Everybody's been talking about you, man. Everybody's been talking about you, man. Fucking Pinkman, Pinkman man. Captain <laughs> America. <laughs> you fucking Pinkman, man. You're Pinkman, man. We know you. I fucking know you, man. You're and the Pinkman. only thing Jane said is, your last name's not Jackson. I mean, he could have just easily said Pinkman is a nickname. I'm the Pinkman. No. I'm a big man. I mean, I'm the scat man. Skip a little bit of a dip and leave up up. Brandon, you don't know this, but the 90s was full of experimental music that if you go back and listen to it, you're like, how bizarre. How bizarre. Ooh, baby. <laughs> it's making me crazy. Every time I look around. Every time I look around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. There's so much cringe in 90s popular music. Yeah, such as the fact that one of the greatest songs of the 90s was quite literally a woman singing about a homeless woman putting on makeup. Yep. She's just like you and me. But she's, but she's homeless. And then and then T.I. made another song out of it. But T.I.'s version was better. Um, no. Gypsy Woman is a bop. It is a bop. T.I.'s is not better than that. No, fuck that. You know what? I like T.I.'s version because that's the only T.I.'s song I really like past Rubber Band, man. Do you know, do you know that uh, both uh, T-Pain and Chris Brown are in Rubber Band Man video? They they right after they both signed their deal at the same time they both were taken to that video shoot and there you can see them they're both in there and they're hmm. both like super they're both super young both T Pain and Chris Brown um, are in the Rubber Band Man video. Huh. That was the day they signed their deal. So Hank and the rest of the DEA agents are out waiting for Tortuga. Hank is, you know, doing Hank shit. And all the rest of the DA agents at this juncture pretty much fucking hate his guts. And they're, and they're all like, this nigga, like, you know, like, this nigga right here. Out of all the people we could have got, we got this nigga. This nigga. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this nigga. Hey, I think that's your guy. This nigga, out of all, he got this job because he, he, why'd he get this job? Oh, man, we heard it was because he killed somebody. I beat a police sergeant with his own club. (laughs) (laughs) And didn't run after he did it. Hell no. But, yeah. So. House party reference for anybody who didn't get that. Oh, by the way, I saw the house, I saw the new house party. Oh, why did you do that to yourself? It was as bad as I... Because I was on a cruise. It was as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and even worse. We, uh, are we just doing manana time? 
Oh, shell. Yeah. Why is that? You got more catalogs for him to clean out, huh? Maybe a little sharper image or pottery barn? <laughs> the way that dude looks at the other guy before they before edge they back give off. Before they give him a this nigga, like mm-hmm. they this they this nigga the fuck out of that nigga that whole shit. They called him a. I mean, you may not be able to speak Spanish, sure, Hank, but you can't be stupid enough to miss this shit. Idioma. Manana time. Idiota. Politicos, man. How do we get stuck with this idiot? Politics, man. That's all it is. Politics. But Hank sees Tortuga's head off in the distance through his binoculars. For some reason, they told him, have the binoculars and stay the fuck away from us. You're just going to lay here on your stomach. They literally treated Hank like it was take your child to work day. Here, take these binoculars and look off in the distance and tell us if you see anything. And Hank sees Tortuga. And he's like, hey, ain't that your guy over there? And so they run over. Or they they keep looking. And they realize that Tortuga isn't Tortuga. It's really just his head. On a Tortuga. On a Tortuga. Going slowly, but it'll get there. So they all hop in their cars. And they speed over to the tortoise. This is where Hank outsmarts them. And this is where Hank sees that shit and literally no, stumbles didn't. away to throw the fuck he, up while they make out, fun of him. He, he didn't outsmart nothing. He had a fucking panic attack. And he didn't have a panic he, attack. The nigga literally went to vomit. I thought I, I thought it was a panic attack, but I could Nah, be. they called him on it. You sure don't want a panic attack? Yeah, because he literally went, like he was about to throw up. You didn't hear that part? Hold on. He didn't throw up doing any of his other panic attacks? No. Like he's literally holding his stomach like he's going to be sick. And he runs off and they're like, Shredder, where are you going? Huh? Blah, blah, blah. Evidence back. Right. Pretty big one. <laughs> What's the matter, Schrader? You act like you never saw a severed human head on a tortoise before. But you know what you haven't seen? A severed human head on a tortoise with a bomb inside the head. And the bomb explodes. Click, and click, t- boom. And takes out every fucking body. Except for Hank, who went back to the car to get a really, really big evidence bag. Okay. It it was going to be a barf bag, Scar. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you something. How, when that shit blew up, you clearly see the glass from the door of that car blow into Hank's face, and he ain't got no marks. None. 
Not a one. None. You That's know what protected them? White privilege. No, because the white man got his leg blown off. Yeah, that wasn't a white man. That was a white man who knew Spanish. He's he's flawed <laughs> to hear Hank tell it. <laughs> but that turtle, I just imagine that turtle as he's going through the desert, he's just humming in his head over and over again. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling, trying to catch me riding. The fuck is that clicking sound? And then the turtle died for no reason. Yep. Oh, little squirrel. <laughs> the turtle may still be alive. Michelle could no. protect her. No, sir. Did yeah. you see that hole where the turtle used to be? Right. That nigga was shell-shocked. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hole where the turtle used to be. Oh, shell-shocked. So, everybody dead except for the... Uh, Guy who was talking shit about Hank, and Hank is alive and able to tie a belt around his leg so he doesn't bleed the fuck out. Look at Hank saving lives. Yeah. Cool. Jesse goes and meets with his dealers and tells them, as a puff fish, as a puffer fish would, that they're staking their claim, and we sell what we want where we want. That's right. And he tells them, like, while we're trying to tell him, while we're trying to tell him about, you know, we'll be at the top of the pyramid. This nigga say everything except for biker boys for life. <laughs> he told them, he told them we're going to hire more dealers to work under y'all. We're going to have layers to this, like nachos, yo. Meanwhile, Walt I mean, tells, I mean, he normally conducts business in Taco Cabeza. True. Meanwhile, Walter and Jesse meet, and Walt tells Jesse, you know what? More dealers. The price of the brick's about to go up. Price of the brick is going up. Yes, I know that is a wire reference. And then Skylar is back arranging her desk at her office, and Ted comes in to welcome her. And she's like, thank you for the opportunity. He's like, you don't have to thank me. I need you. Mm Mm-hmm. I need you tonight. Cause I'm not sleeping. He needed a new accountant. There's something about you, girl. He needed that accountant. That makes me sweat. Tell me the truth. I'm lonely. What you want to think? I can't think at all. Do you want to live? I want to live my life. Tell me again. I'm lonely. That was a pretty good bop, though. It was. Casting these aspersions on my man at the accounting firm, Ted. No, Ted Ted, Ted definitely is still Look, look, Ted tells her straight out, look, me and my wife are now separated. You want to go get lunch? Know what I mean? He goes straight there. <laughs> you want to go get lunch? We can go get lunch at this hotel, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, <sighs> Jesse gets his new TV and finally gets it set up, and it's plasma, yo, because when he's talking to his boys about the new drug game rules, he's telling them about how he's going to set up a TV with plasma because the blacks are blacker. 
And they're talking about other types of TVs that I really don't remember because we've gone forward so far since then. But they're yeah, like, the yeah, but plasma has burning. Hmm? Now the blacks are in OLED. Yes. My, my plasma. Black. I love my plasma. It's burning, yo. He's right. Jesse's the leader of his crew. Mm-hmm. But after he sets up his new TV, here's Jane come home. And so he listens to the wall for her to go out back and have a smoke. And he goes out there and, oh, oh, you're here. Hey, by the way, sorry about lying about my last name. And you know that that old dude that came over is my dad. Do you want to come over and watch TV? All he has is a TV and two beach chairs. I don't even know. My grandma used to have those old school foldable white plastic with green woven through it chairs. Yeah, definitely. I don't even know what the fuck to call them. Those would be They're chairs. not for the beach. They were backyard. They were just. No, not those beach chairs. Stick to your back when you stood up if you had your shirt off and it was hot. Like literally the whole chair stuck to your back when you stood up. You're walking around looking like Tortuga and shit. Jesse got game. Give him some respect. <laughs> So Jesse got game, but that satellite signal ain't got no home. And so Jane reaches over and grabs his hand. It's time. Yeah, because Jessica Jones knows what's up. For the Pinkman experience. Yeah, I guess she had to do something to drive her to Luke Cage. And Jesse hasn't done any uh, meth in a while. That we've are, seen. Are, I was going to say, are you sure? Yeah, we just know he's been smoking weed. Yeah, because he smoked weed. meth the day before when she dropped the ATM on Splooge's head. That was that was a few days before. Like three. Yeah, yeah three days. Yeah. I'm not giving him credit for three days. I'll give him credit for three days. I, uh, you know what? I will give him credit for three days because you're supposed to give an addict for credit for every day that they make it. That's right. But I'm not giving him credit for three days when I, the last time I saw the nigga, he was smoking meth. I can't give you the credit that you look for, boss. I can't. I apologize. I know you want it, but I just saw you smoking meth while you broke into an ATM machine. If you have any questions about that, Come holla at me after you make it to two weeks. I, I have faith in Jesse. I have faith in Jesse. I like Jesse a lot. But three days. And that's a guess. For all we know, it might have been two. To be honest. But. Things to keep in mind, brought to you by Joe. The title of the episode, Negro A Azul. I I thought it was black and white at first, but it's actually black and blue. Uh, Tortuga's death is something to keep in mind. And also the shot of Jesse and Jane watching his blank TV. Scar, do you got anything else to add as far as trivia? 
No, I didn't even look at the actual trivia for the episode. So, yeah. Okay. Brandon, you got anything? Nope. Scar, you got anything? Um, not nothing new other than the fact that I am uh, retiring from Scarcasm. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of pare down, and I'm just going to kind of record when I feel like it. I'm not just going to keep doing a consistent show anymore. I'm done. That's what happened to me. This is my show. No, I mean it is, but you're also doing the righteous gemstones. We were righteous and all those shows, so you're still doing shows and whenever you want, we can still talk about across the spider verse. Yeah, I just haven't talked about that. Cause Hobie Brown is fucking incredible. And the fact that they literally every step he took was a different art style, that was just amazing to me. I still ain't seen it yet. It'll be on Voodoo in, on August 8th. Okay. Yeah. 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. And I'm on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. You can leave a review for the show on Spotify takes 13 seconds you can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser. copy and paste that into the apple podcast app and then copy and paste that into the good pods app you can donate to the show on patreon uh at patreon.com slash single simulcast uh you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast you can buy us a drink and you can donate to the show on the buy me a coffee and you can leave a tip in the tip jar on the good pods app and then just a tip thank y'all so much for listening we greatly appreciate it y'all be good gonna holler at you later peace peace out Single Simulcast.